Hi, this is uh, The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and with me is Katie from Cutscenes. Hello! Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm uh, glad to get to talk to you about a cool game. Um, so we are going to be talking about Abzu, uh, so that should be pretty cool. Um, also, I guess, do you want to tell us real briefly about Cutscenes? Yeah, so Cutscenes is a three-person podcast I co-host with uh, my friends Travis Colna and Jacob McCourt, who's been on uh, your show a couple times, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, so we basically do it's a podcast about video game movies. So each pod is based around one video game movie. It could either be directly about uh, one of them, or it could be kind of about a movie that is about video games, but not about a specific one. And then we Sweet. get together and discuss it and kind of run through the high-level plot, our thoughts, our likes, our dislikes. Um, you know, sometimes one of us loves it, and then sometimes one of us just utterly hates it, and it's it's always a fun time. <laughs> Travis likes it, and Jacob hates it. <laughs> Usually. That is typically how it goes. At least that's how season one was going a bit. Um, yeah. That's awesome. If you haven't checked out uh, cutscenes, I highly recommend it. Uh, at the end of this episode, too, we'll uh, go a bit more in depth about cutscenes, so definitely stick around for that. But uh, definitely highly recommend their podcast. I've really enjoyed uh, the episodes that came out last season and was a lot of fun. And I know they have a new season coming up soon. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, we have. Uh, we're recording right now for season two, which is out. Uh, Jacob's going to kill me. <laughs> it's like February 4th, I want to say. Okay. February. February. Yeah, February 4th. I think I'm right. Nice. So, yeah, that's coming down the pipe. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. Also, one housekeeping thing before we get into Abzu, which is uh, through the month of January, we are running a listener feedback survey. Uh, there's links in the show notes on Twitter. On our website, uh, there's a part that says listener survey. You can click that. That will take you to the Google form. If people, uh, if you guys would like to take that, that would be a big help in just planning 2021 uh, just for like maybe content you'd want to see, types of episodes, any of that stuff. It's uh, also a pretty quick survey. I think it's 10 questions and most of them are multiple choice. So yeah, if you'd like a say in how this show uh, will go in 2021, please give us your feedback. That would be much appreciated. Uh, cool. All right. And now we can uh, get down to uh, why you're all here, which is to hear about Abzu. So, uh, Katie, could you grab a description of Abzu for us? Absolutely. Okay. So, Abzu. Did you say Abzu or Abzu? I say Abzu. I say Abzu, but I could be wrong the whole time. <laughs> I feel like nobody's right or nobody's wrong, but I'm going to go Abzu. Abzu is a beautiful underwater adventure that evokes the dream of diving. Immerse yourself in a vibrant ocean world full of mystery and bursting with color and life. Perform fluid acrobatics as the diver using graceful swimming controls. Discover hundreds of unique species based on real creatures and form a powerful connection with the abundant sea life. Interact with schools of thousands of fish that procedurally respond to you, each other, and predators. Linger in epic seascapes and explore aquatic ecosystems modeled with unprecedented detail. Descend into the heart of the ocean where ancient secrets lie forgotten. But beware, dangers lurk in the depths. Abzu is from the oldest mythologies, ab meaning water, 
and zu, meaning to know. Abzu is the ocean of wisdom. Awesome. Thank you. I think you're right. I like Abzu, or yeah, Abzu better. I think you're right also. Um, <laughs> production, uh, just a little background on the game itself. This was, uh, this is developed by Giant Squid. This was their first game, and they actually recently came out with a second game called The Pathless, which came out in uh, November 2020, so pretty recently. Uh, Giant Squid was founded by Matt Nava, who previously worked at That Game Company, where he was the art director on Flower and Journey. Um, and you'll be hearing a lot about Journey. I think that this game really feels like, um, I don't know, a spiritual successor of sorts from it, and it makes a lot of sense since Matt had a key hand in that. And then also, uh, the soundtrack is by Austin Winery, who did the soundtrack for Journey, also the Banner Saga, so... Getting the crew back together, I would say, is what this feels like a little bit of some of the key journey people uh, making another game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it even it, you can tell if you've played Journey and then you fire up Abzu, you're like, oh, everything about it has kind of the same vibe. Even just from the way it starts, like the opening title screen and then kind of how the game plays. It is very much like Journey. But different enough that I was still, like, it was worth the, the play. I wasn't like, well, I've played this before. No, it's it's very different. Yeah, no, th- that's a good point. It's, like, it felt very, very similar, but not in a way that it was, like, they just made Journey in the Ocean, and it was, like, in a bad way. And so that it was, like, um, yeah, it brought a lot of the, all the good stuff that you really liked about Journey, but in a new way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically we do kind of recaps of games going through kind of story chronologically bit by bit, all that stuff, and dive through it. However, uh, with Abzu, just like Journey, really, um, (laughs) there's not a ton that's there exactly. So we're going to kind of pull out highlights, things that stood out to us uh, through the game. It's probably sort of chronological. Um and, I don't know, moments that stood out to us, basically. So we're going to go through and pull out some highlights from here. Um, but, yeah, maybe we'll look a little different than maybe a more narratively heavy game where it's, I don't know, more sequenced or whatever. But the game begins, and you are a diver in the ocean. You start swimming around. Uh, you recognize immediately this game is beautiful. Uh, there's sea life everywhere. Uh, the colors are cool. And you're, I don't know, you're, you're immersed with the sea, like, immediately. Yeah, right away, something I noticed was, because you're kind of on the surface of the ocean, and you dive down, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole bunch of stuff down there. And then you, you go through areas, and there's little spots where it opens up above you, where you can go back up to the surface. And then a couple, I was like, oh, I wonder what's up there. I wonder if it changed. And each time I was like, no, there's nothing up here. Like, they really kind of, they they pressed that it's underneath the water where everything's happening. Because I went up maybe, like, four or five times. And I was like, nope, still nothing. Like, down there is where everything's happening, where there's a lot of things to see, uh, things to interact with. Yeah, I just noticed that, that they, they, they really made it bare above and then really plentiful with everything underneath. That's cool. I, I only went up maybe like once or twice. I didn't notice that. So that that's awesome. That's a cool call out of just you want to be under the sea. And, and too, that you're, um, I don't know, really alone in the sea, right? If you go up and there's nothing there, it's like, no, it's just like me in the ocean here kind of thing. Yeah, there's no other people. 
Uh, there's no other divers swimming around. It's just you, a uh, bunch of fish, and then whatever else you find down there. So, th- yeah, that's pretty cool. As you explore, you start swimming, you know, around the ocean, of course. Uh, one of the early things that happens to you is you end up grabbing onto the fin of a big fish, and it kind of takes you for a ride, and you go, like, deeper into a different part of the ocean. And that was cool just, again, interacting a little bit more with the ocean as you're going uh, with what's down there because, you know, it moved from, oh, I get to see the the creatures down here, but that, oh, I can occasionally interact with them. That was a pretty cool, like, I don't know, moment of being a part of the ocean in this early on. Yeah, like you said, especially early on in the game, it was like, yeah, it just, you're moving faster too because that fish is obviously swimming faster than you can. So then you're kind of sailing through with that fish and it was yeah it was, it was really beautiful the kind of next i don't know noteworthy thing that happens is you start finding some flashlights that are kind of under the at the bottom of the sea at the bottom of the ocean floor um and they're these big uh big flashlights that you like turn on and then they're like motorized and they like drive around in front of you on each of your sides and you know, provide more light to what's going on in the ocean. So you end up being able to see farther, you get to see more. Um, the light maybe affects some of the colors of the things you're looking at. So that that's pretty cool as, as you're going and you're kind of like, okay, where's this going to lead? Um, and then a little while later, you end up meeting a shark who attacks and uh, <laughs> kills one of your lights, um, <laughs> one of your Which flashlights. that... Oh my god. Okay, I actually jumped. Like it scared me for some reason and it shouldn't have. Like it wasn't scary, but I just didn't expect it cuz nothing like that had happened. Like nothing had been aggressive mm. at all. And then all of a sudden this thing and it just kind of like sna- makes a snapping sound and it was just kind of sudden and I literally jumped and I was like, "Oh no." And then I had my, in my head for a little bit afterwards like, "Oh no, things can get me." And then I was a little bit more concerned cuz I didn't <laughs> think that anything would be able to get you so so yeah that was a little tiny moment for me yeah no that 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 is jarring because it's like the whole game prior to that has been just like a calm kind of i'm just going through the ocean doing my thing and 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 knowing journey that was uh also like super calm basically most of the time and that Mm -hmm. limited scariness or any you know adversary or whatever and so to be surprised shark um (laughs) that's awesome yeah, and sharks always in general, if I'm in a video game where I'm underwater and then I see a shark, I don't know why. It just it's it makes me more anxious than think that it should. As soon as I'm underwater cuz I feel helpless down there. Like you cuz you usually can't really defend yourself and then things just come at you really really fast down there. So, I was like, "Oh no, we're back to that. Now there's sharks in here." But, but it turned out a little differently in this one. Yeah, that's true. They they flipped that on there. But yeah, that's a good point cuz really you're just you're slow. Uh you don't have anything here, so it's like you you're um I don't know, at the ocean's mercy, really being this mm-hmm. guy. You don't have anything you can do. You're just kind of there for the ride. So, <laughs> if there are adversaries, that would be frightening for sure. Kind of the next bigger thing that goes on that is interesting is you end up uh, swimming through a current that kind of takes you to the next level almost. And what's cool is when you go into a current, it switches and you don't control it anymore. And you just have this like, uh, I don't know, swimming dash for a little while 
where you're just going through like a cavern swimming really fast. A lot of different sea life comes around you. Um, and it looks really cool. I, I, when the first time it happened and even subsequent times, it, it happens a few more times through the game. Uh, it was just pretty like, I don't know, breathtaking and was almost nice to not have to control it. You just got to watch it and be like, wow, this is, I don't know, incredible. Um, you know, if National Geographic was doing something, they should just copy this. Like, this is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, you're kind of flying through this path that takes you places and yeah instead of kind of taking your time and making your way through an area and looking at everything you're kind of whipping past all of um these like beautiful things to look at so you're kind of um, you're processing things a bit quicker than you were when you're just kind of swimming around an environment and that was kind of cool Uh, yeah 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 it's it's yeah it's cool to just how they kind of flipped it on you again it's like you thought it was you always just swimming through things, taking your time, looking at what you want. And then it was like, no, here's a different way we're doing this, um, which was cool. And then a little after this, you get a new element introduced, which is that there are various like statues or underwater structures that you swim to and you can like swim to them and it'll cause like a, a light to go up and maybe reveal a new area or you'll get... Um, I'm guessing there's some trophy hunting stuff here. I, I'm not a trophy hunter, so I don't, I don't know um, <laughs> for sure. But you get like statues. They light up. They'll allow you access to new areas. They might um, show you more of like the level you're in. And this was cool. I didn't expect that there would be like, um, I don't know, a civilization that's now underwater. That was kind of cool to come across. Yeah, you realize that it's not just like animal and plant life that there is uh, yeah some old civilization that was down there and you're kind of picking up little pieces of it like there's little ruins of it mm-hmm. and then it becomes um, bigger and bigger where you're now kind of in that civilization as opposed to uh, in the ocean world and there's like little uh, bits of it instead you're seeing more and more of it where it's like now you're just in these old I don't know old ruins old buildings old statues Mm -hmm. and all that yeah yeah it's cool how they escalate it because like you know you see like a statue of a shark or something and you're like oh that's interesting i wonder how that got here and then a little while later it's like you you make your way you find like an underwater city like different things like that and you're like okay there's like um i don't know way more here than i had anticipated like starting the game i was just like i don't know you're an underwater diver guy and like it it looks nice and then as you go further you're like wow there's a lot more going on here than i anticipated yeah it becomes like intriguing where you're like oh what's the next thing that i'm gonna find and also that they use those those because within these ruins you find little areas where um you open up this door and then you go through and then that brings you to this weird like it's like ghostly like kind of transparent spot that you really don't know where it is Mm -hmm. and it has like these pedestals around you that are kind of see-through and then you like are lighting one up and then it takes you to kind of the next area and they kind of use that to split things up a little bit yeah um and i thought that was interesting because then i was like well what's up with this um with this weird um, kind of spectral area. Like, I don't know what this is, but I was interested to like figure it out. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was cool just to see, yeah, what what's up with this, what's going on. A little while after this, you end up making your way through a city in this. That's pretty cool. Again, just seeing there's more than meets the eye. Um, a little while after this, something that was noteworthy to me was you end up sim swimming on like the sea floor with, or the ocean floor uh, with whales. Um, that was pretty cool. Again, getting this sort of, um, I don't know, moment of being more with the nature. You know, a lot of times you're, a lot of the times in the game you're observing different things in nature, but sometimes you get to participate. And that was pretty cool too. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Get to experience that. Yeah. That was gorgeous. Like it could, it gives you scale too. Cause like the whale will come up directly behind you, like swimming along with you mm. and you're basically the size of its eye. Mm -hmm. And then the camera kind of pans out and you can see the whole whale and then more whales are come in. So now there's like, you know, four or five of them. Yeah. The camera kind of takes control and makes it really cinematic and yeah, it was beautiful. And the music is pretty and it's all, it's all so pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a legitimate wow moment when that happened. I was just like, wow, this is... Uh, again, that whole, like, our video game's art discussion, it was like, show them this. Like, play this sequence. Like, <laughs> this is art. Mm -hmm. Like, peak art. This is crazy. Like, um, yeah, that was that was so cool. Like, awe-inspiring awe or, like, jaw-dropping. It was really cool. After this, you engage with... Um, I guess you have more like adversary type moments, which is you start swimming through an area, but then there's like mines in the area. And if you get too close to them, they explode and you like get ricocheted to another area, uh, kind of like out of the way of it. And so you end up realizing you have to like make your way through this ocean minefield almost, um, which was pretty wild. Again, um, prior to this, it's basically been pretty peaceful aside from one of your flashlights getting eaten. Um, and so <laughs> it kind of adds this, uh, I don't know, dodgy type thing to it, but also kind of a new concern. What is, why, what are these protecting? Why are they here? You know, that, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, that was um, interesting. Cause you get to the spot and you go, oh, something can kind of hurt me. It can't really hurt you. Cause it just ends up... I didn't end up hitting one until later in the game. But um, but they just kind of, yeah, ricochet you around and kind of um, set you back a little bit. But, like, they're not actually harming you. Um, mm -hmm. But, yes, you had to kind of navigate more precisely and make your way around things. And, um, yeah, it gave you something to contend with. Whereas before, you pretty much like, you were free reign. Like, you could go anywhere. And there was really no obstacles in your way. Mm -hmm. um, alongside this, you end up uh, coming across the shark that ate your flashlight. Um, and it's trapped from one of uh, the mines. I think it blew something up that fell on the shark. And you end up getting to free the shark, uh, getting the thing off of it. And you, um, the shark, like, I don't know, seems happy that you did it or whatever. And then swims away and you're like, oh, cool. I like, I don't know made maybe this thing that was scary earlier in the game uh, not so scary, which was kind of nice. Yeah, he's your shark friend now. And he's all happy. And then you're like, hey, no problem, shark friend. Anytime. Next time I see you. Um, yeah, no, that made me happy. I was just like, oh, it's the classic thing of like, mm -hmm. you know, that it made me think of like, you know, 
Last Guardian or like things like that or any honestly a lot of old cartoons where it's like there's like the big uh, beast thing and it's got a like sliver in its paw or something and then they like pull out the sliver and then they're like oh I'm your friend now mm-hmm. and like who doesn't want like the big beast thing to be their friend right oh yeah I would totally like the shark to be my friend for sure so that was that was cool uh, to have that moment and your friendship uh, ends up meaning a lot to the shark later um you get probably the saddest moment in the game uh, is you're swimming along and there's, I think, another mine that's nearby and the shark, like, hits it and dies to save you from the mine hurting you. Um, Mm -hmm. And you see the, you know, how, I don't know, how sharks look in the ocean when they're not swimming and they've died and you're like, oh, I'm real sad. (laughs) Uh, I just made this shark friend and now he's gone. That that was uh, unexpected. I didn't see a turn like that coming. Yeah, I, I I wasn't shocked, but later what happened with it, I was more surprised. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, seriously, like, uh, well, that's sad. And also, it kind of, even though I knew that mines couldn't hurt me, it gave me like a little bit of stakes a bit more when I was like navigating around them. Um, yeah, I didn't really know what, at the time, I didn't really get the point, I guess. But then later on, I thought it was more interesting with what happens. But um, but yeah, I was like, oh, no, my shark friend. I can't save you this time. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. And um, then a little bit later, uh, actually, uh, as Katie was alluding to, you end up being able to resurrect the shark. Um, I, I think it's kind of through... I don't know, some of the civilization stuff you interact with down there basically, like, allows you to resuscitate the shark and bring it back, um, which was pretty cool. I think it was after, so, I think it was after you lit up the last little pillar that, mm. like, finished off that weird little, like, spectral area. Um, the thing I thought was interesting about that was that before that, um, I think it was before that, it's a little, it's a little uh, fuzzy, but... You get hit by, I think it was a mine, or you get hit by something, hmm. and then your character kind of wakes up, and your character is different. Like he is, he looks slightly like skeletal. Like there are like pieces missing of him. Like you can see his spine and stuff. So I'm like, oh, d- am I dead? Uh, I, I didn't. And then it takes you back at some point to that spectral area. And then, so then I'm thinking, like, is this, like, an afterlife thing? Like, is the spectral area, like, kind of like an afterlife? Is it, like, some mystical place? Like, I didn't know. It was one of those things where I'm like, I want to get this. And I think, like, I have ideas. And I'd be interested to look at, like, what the internet says and, like, internet theories. But I didn't really want to before this. Like, I wanted to come in and, like, kind of discuss what we thought. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to look into that after this. But that was kind of where my mind went, was, like, kind of an afterlife area. And then especially with the shark bringing back to life. And then also your character becomes whole again at the same time, where he gets back to, like, his full body and he doesn't look skeletal anymore. So I'm like, oh, so so you're both alive now again. And then you're kind of seem a bit more powerful at the time, too, once you're both revived. 
Once you're both back, yeah, that's that's interesting. So you both potentially died, but maybe because of the lights you were lighting that gave you both like a second chance at life, maybe? I don't know. Or even if it's post um, what happened that you're just living together in the afterlife now, like, is any of this real? What is life? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> right. I don't even know what's happening. Um but yeah, I thought it was interesting that you're both back and maybe, yeah, maybe this there's like a, a power, like a force that kind of brought you both back. Or maybe it's just all metaphor and it's like you two together and you're both dead, but like now you are living out things as as you're dead, but you fly are like made whole in the afterlife. I don't know. Yeah, I, that, that that's a good question. I don't know either. I'd be curious to see what the internet says too. Um because right at the beginning of the game it does feel like it's like oh is this grounded in reality but then as the game went it's like okay this is another i don't know world or something mm-hmm. i'm not quite sure which was kind of which is kind of journey-ish because journey um um has talked about a lot that it seems to be about uh life and death and all this stuff and then i'm like oh they kind of continued that theme a little bit um which i thought was interesting Right, because in Journey, right, there's a part where you find, like, a civilization that's also destroyed, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. then you're continuing after. So there is something that is interesting about these games that, like... And I guess you have a... (laughs) Spoilers for Journey, but you also do have your kind of own moment of this, too. Where it's like, are you dead? Or or whatever, Um, you know life or afterlife or what is life like you said or like uh, you 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 really get those and it's it's sort of interesting that you get that with like you're seeing it with civilizations in the past but then you experience it with your character in the moment too and i don't know what it means i'd I'd love to hear what like i mean you know maybe they're like oh it means what you want it to but i'd like to hear what they think it means at least like uh or what their thoughts were behind it I feel like that's one of those things where, yeah, they w- where the developers would be intentionally vague and like, yes, it, it means what you want it to type of thing, which is, I mean, they present it very vaguely in the game. Like they're not spelling anything out for you, mm-hmm. but they do give clear indicators that like a shark died, a shark was revived and you appear to have died mm-hmm. because your whole, your body changes form a bit mm-hmm. and then is like made whole again. So it's like, there's clear things that happen, but like, yeah, we, what's the intention behind it? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd really like to hear what they say. Like, um, you know, it's fine. I think it's good that, like, we can interpret it how we will. But I would be like, I'd love to hear, like, Matt, what do you think about this specifically? What was your kind of thought behind it or whatever? Like, Yeah, I, w- I always want to hear the intention and, like, what the things that they did to try to, uh, to go through with that intention. I just think it's interesting, like, how those people's, like, brains work when they're making things like this oh yeah and and to be able to like i don't know i would assume have a point of their own but then convey it vaguely so we can take it however we will i don't know that's i don't know that's a talent i certainly don't have and think is really cool (laughs) yeah for sure yeah that's awesome um also i guess yeah anyone listening if you have uh thoughts or theories would love to hear them please send them our way that would be really cool to hear yes please Mm mm-hmm and really, I guess the last kind of big thing that happens in the game is you end up using some uh, levers to open up a passageway and you swim swim through some aqueducts 
and it kind of gets you to your end sequence where you get another like um, cutscene almost of you like swimming through the ocean, the credit rolls, all of this stuff. Yeah, it it was cool. It was kind of and as an end sequence, it was cool. You know, music was nice. Getting to see sort of a cutscene going was nice. Um, I, I don't know. This game looks fantastic. So like whether I'm actively playing it or getting to watch it, I I don't know. I really enjoyed both. Yeah, no, totally. And um, and before that, when you're you and the shark are revived, because kind of um, in like two thirds of the way through the game, you're realizing that like these mines and like there's there's something kind of kind of malicious. Like you kind of go into this. It's almost like a little like old archaeological factory where they're like making these robots and they're making these mines, and it's kind of like red and it's imposing. And then you get out of there. And then you both die. You come back. And now you're, whereas before you would get kind of like pushed around by the mines, now when you, you're you hitting them, you're like blasting through them mm. and like exploding them. And then like, like now you're just kind of impervious. So you're just ripping through all of them all the way to like the end where there's like one of these big triangle things, which is what the mines look like. And then you kind of blow that up. And then then you hop into the end where it's like pretty again and you're swimming around and i again i don't know what it means but i thought it was cool that like you're alive again but now you're impervious to this thing that used to harm you and now you're just like busting through them and you're super powerful and it it felt really good as an ending sequence to the game yeah no that was really cool i can't believe i so do you die twice did i i I think i totally I don't think so. I think there's just the one time. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, I, I played it a few weeks ago, so when I was trying to like recall things and look up things, I was like, oh, did I miss? It? But yeah, when you when you're like uh, full powerful, that is really cool. It's like, um, it almost feels like you're immortal or something in that moment. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I guess that's kind of what I have for recap stuff. Do you have any other things? Um, kind of in in there that you wanted to pull no, out recap recap wise no okay cool so we can move on to some general thoughts just uh about about the game anything else we wanted to hit up uh along the way uh one thing for me that um i thought was really cool about this game is i'm not sure i would ever want to like i don't know do deep sea diving or anything like that (laughs) like um i don't know i'm sure it's kind of cool but i don't think i have the adventurous spirit that would want to do that and so i feel like abzu was a cool way to probably experience that in a uh way that feels safe or whatever um and it was really cool and also i i think with that in terms of like video game nature and how good it looks i would put this up there with like dear esther in terms of like how good nature looks in a game. When I played Dear Esther, I was like, the National Park Service like use this use these people to like, you know, um, pitch their parks almost because of how like good it looked. But I feel same thing for Abzu of like, you know, not that the not that like the Atlantic Ocean would have someone pitch that you should use it, but like if they did, Abzu should do it. <laughs> no, yeah, you're it's gorgeous and there's also there's no hud or anything like there is nothing obstructing anything it's just pretty and i felt like no matter where i looked like it was gorgeous like very rarely was i was the camera in a way or i was in a way where things didn't look good like i could have screenshot that entire game almost 
and like almost all of it would have been gorgeous. Oh, that that's a great point. I feel like if you any point playing the game, you could potentially take a screenshot and it would be worth like having a picture you know, printed out or put on a wall or something like that. Like that's how great this game looked, which is, you know, insane. I had one or I, th- I had two other things, I guess, generally about the game. One thing that I didn't like about this game is I didn't think its uh, controls were like very intuitive or they kind of felt strange. So at first when I like picked it up, I ended up just doing like a lot of somersaults instead of like swimming where I wanted to. And mm-hmm. I don't think um, controls like have to be easy, but I think for a game like this where it's like, I don't know, more it's more walking sim of nature, not heavy gameplay interactive, more like experiencing it. I think that its controllers being weird was uh, a bit of a a negative on it and I think would hurt this game some. Like, I feel like with maybe like Journey or other walking sims, I could give that to someone who doesn't play video games and they could get it and enjoy this. But I don't know if I could give this to someone who doesn't play video games. I think they get stuck. And so I'd almost have to say you need to watch it on YouTube instead, which I think is a little bit of a bummer. That's a good point. See, I was going to disagree with you. That part I agree with, that you have to be used to using, like, both sticks. Like, you have to be used to controlling a camera to be kind of oriented in the right direction. Whereas Journey, you could you could figure it out. Like, you just kind of have to use the, the camera stick just to kind of shift it. But absolutely, you could look anywhere. And you can go anywhere. So, yeah, that's a good point. It would be more difficult for a beginner than a game like Journey, but controls-wise, it didn't really bother me because I mm. liked that I could. I liked that I could do somersaults. Like I liked that if I keep pushing up, I would keep turning in that direction because you're in water, right? As opposed mm. to like if you just push up all the way, you'll keep going up. I liked that. I it made me feel more like free in the water where than I normally do when I'm playing games, um, and then also. The fact that there wasn't gameplay, to me, made it okay that sometimes I didn't go where I wanted to go. Because mm. I didn't find it frustrating. Whereas a game like um, Shadow of the Colossus, which is gorgeous, but drove me insane. Like, I hated playing that game. I liked it, but I hated it at the same time. Because you're trying to execute something, and the controls are kind of getting in your way. And then you're like, oh, I fell down again. I have to go back up to this thing that took me five minutes to climb. I'm just irritated. Whereas Abzu, I never felt like I was set back. Like I was like, oh, I'm facing the wrong way again. Like, whoops. And then I would like shift myself. And then it wasn't an issue. Where I, So I didn't find it that frustrating. That's a, that's a good point. I like that because I don't think I found it um, quite frustrating either. And even the thought of like, that's... I don't know what it would be like underwater, like that kind of freeness. I think that's a really good yeah. point. That makes a lot of sense. And a little bit a little bit disorienting mm. too, to be underwater, because you can kind of go anywhere. Right. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really good point. I like that. I think I like that that balances I think that balances my perspective a little bit because I think I only notice the more negative side. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that's a really good balancing point. And also any time that I've been really, really frustrated with controls, I'm usually also very frustrated with the camera, mm-hmm. um, which is why I, I just stopped playing The Last Guardian. And I felt really sad about it. I played like, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half. And the, the camera drove me so insane that I was like, I can't, pl- I can't play this. It was also made me nauseous. But 
And I'm like, it's gorgeous, but I can't play it. Whereas Abzu, I felt like the camera was pretty solid. Like, it wasn't perfect, but I never really had giant issues with the camera where it was, like, yanking around. Like, sometimes when you turn a video game camera and it kind of, like, shifts too quickly back to where you, where it wants you to look, it can be frustrating. But I felt like it was pretty smooth. So I, I liked the camera. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I agree. That's a good call out. My kind of final general thought I have is, I think all in all, I think I like Journey more if we're going to compare these two games, which I feel like is probably, unfortunately, they're like Destiny. They just are going to be compared by people who play them because the same people like them, I assume, and I guess probably the same people wouldn't like them too. But um, Mm -hmm. I think I like Journey more as a game, but I would say Abzu is prettier. Like there was something that was definitely way more enjoyable about being under the sea than like slogging through the sand and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, I, I think all in all, both really cool games and are I don't know noteworthy for I don't know what they bring to the medium. In I don't I don't know I don't know which one I would like better. I I'll, Journey I kind of want to replay again because I I liked how kind of stark it was. Whereas, like, Abzu is really full all the time. So they're kind of different that way. So I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I think I'd like to play Journey again also, actually, now that you mention it. Like, um, I think I played it maybe, like, two years ago or something. So I haven't played it in quite a while. And I I wonder how I would take some of it after doing this, you know, like, if I played them back to back or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I found Journey just so enjoyable. Like, I just, I loved every second of that. And when I was done, I was just so satisfied. Like, I was just like, ah, that was wonderful. I loved all of that. If you're done with your um, kind of extra thoughts, I have a couple things. So, um, honestly, I think we hit most of it there. But I have to talk about the music in this game is so gorgeous the entire time to me that's half the game Mm -hmm. because if you're playing abzu without the sound on i feel like you'd be like yeah this is pretty and you're swimming around but like i don't think that it would at all have the same impact that it does with that music playing and also the way it shifts um when you're going into new area or if you're just kind of Um, anything when you're going through those areas where you're being funneled along very quickly like uh, the pace is picking up and it's and there's like a lot of strings and it's really really it's like it's just gorgeous like I don't even know what else to say um Austin Wintry I'm sorry that man is a genius (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I everything he does like uh, aside from this is the only like uh video game composer that I feel this way about where Anything that he is a part of, I'm like, well, I have to play it now. Like the Pathless, I have to play that. I was mm-hmm. going to wait till it goes on sale, but I was like, I don't know. I might just have to get it now because uh, that he made journey like and everything that he does is so well crafted that I'm like, well, I assume that the rest of the game is like that well crafted, that it's that it's so well made. Whereas usually it's like a developer or an IP where I'm like, well, I have to pl- if that comes out, I have to play it. Like if I love, you know. Metal Gear Solid or whatever, who knows, or Kojima games or uh, anything, Uncharted or something. Whereas, no, he's a music composer who makes who uh, works on video games, and I'm like, if he worked on a game, I have to play it. Like it becomes a must play for me. 
Yo, totally. Well, and, and too, like, at minimum, you're like, well, if the game is okay, but I really like the music, like, that's still not bad. Um, <laughs> like a... Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It adds to the whole experience. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if someone played this game and they didn't have the sound on and, like, listened to something else, they totally disservice themselves. Like, this game must be played with its sound on like take the full scope of it i thought that was really cool too when you'd go through those um the tunnels or whatever where the music would change and different things like that it felt it felt so um i mean it was like perfect yeah it's smooth it like there's no there's no break where you're like oh we're going into this next thing no matter where you were in the last score for the last area um, it would shift the very cleanly into the next one where it's it sounds like one piece of music. Yeah, it it's crazy. I I, I think that they must um him and uh I guess Matt who did the uh made this game or whatever, like their art direction plus music, like they must I don't know, somehow know how to communicate with each other really well and make their work match. I don't know how you do it. Um <laughs> it seems like magic or something like that, but like Oh man, they've got it down for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's about it. But like you said, um, deep sea diving? No, thank you. I'm okay <laughs> for, for yeah. those things. I'll go to like an aquarium. I wouldn't mind like diving. Like I would try that. I'm I'm reasonably adventurous. I would try diving, but like way way down there where like the crazy shit is. I don't want to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> no, <'Cause>, right. <laughs> it, it, it gets nuts down there. It's like a whole other world. And I'm like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. So I'll stick with the aquarium. <laughs> yeah. I would settle for uh, bringing the Austin Wintery soundtrack and being in an aquarium. <laughs> that- yeah. Oh, my God. I should do that. You just play it in your headphones the whole time and you're like, yeah, this is gorgeous. Uh, that'd be amazing. Just like walk up and down listening to the soundtrack or something. Oh, man, that sounds amazing. Post-COVID, that's that's definitely a field trip. That sounds like awesome. There you go. <laughs> uh, very cool. Cool. Um, that, that was the last of your kind of general stuff you wanted to bring up. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that about wraps up for me. Okay, perfect. Oh, you know, you know what? One more thing. Sorry. Little point of not music, but like just the, um, the sounds of the game. As, as you dive down further down because some areas you can go down pretty far and come all the way back up and you can tell this it's subtle but like the sound gets murkier as you get lower and then if you as you go higher it like it lightens up a little bit where you feel like you're closer to the surface and it was just a little thing that I was like oh this is really well done like it's just it's such a well-made game I really liked it that's really cool I didn't notice that so I'm glad you called that out I, I didn't even notice that that's really cool yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that definitely goes into, like, uh, this is well-made, like, to have thought of a detail like that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. We'll move on to a little bit of listener feedback. Um, so, first up, we've got Nikki on Twitter, who says, Really amazing and beautiful game. I love it so much. It got me emotional at one point. Absolutely stunning soundtrack by Austin Winery. If I had to say something negative about it, I'd say the c- controls are a tiny bit icky. To get into in the first moments yeah I, I think that's pretty spot on with a lot of what we yeah. just said austin wintery he's amazing yeah awesome do you want me to do the next one yeah go for it 
Uh, next, we have Sabrina on Twitter. Uh, I thought it was pleasant and satisfying. The optional Zen-like manner in which you meditate and switch your consciousness to a variety of fish via the in-game camera was therapeutic. I like that for a little bit. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then later on in the game, I was like, nah, I don't really need to. I would do it for like two fish. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. But it was the first couple times I was like, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That was nice to do a few times for sure. Sito on Twitter said, I was having fun, but the controls kept making me dizzy. Um, but I'm going to try again someday. Um, oh, that sucks. I yeah. empathize. Yeah, I was going to say, because you, you sometimes can get nauseous from games you mentioned, right? Yeah, I've mentioned that before on other podcasts that, like, yeah, depending on the game, like I said, uh, Last Guardian, I was like, I can't play this mm. just because the camera's whipping around and I don't, I can't, I can't do it. Um, and then some first person games, even some third person, like God of War, it took me a couple attempts. Like, I had to put it back down and then pick it back up a few times. And then I finally was good, but. But yeah, I empathize. That really sucks when you're like, this game is so good and I want to play it and you just can't. It's it's unfortunate. Maybe one day. Yeah. That, you have to try it again, Sato. Yeah, that's rough. That's hard. Um, but it didn't cause anything for you. You were OK for this. No, I was I was totally good for this one. Nice. That's good. So next is Kieran on Twitter. Uh, I played it on Switch. Very short game. It was OK. The meditation scenes were cool. That's fair. It's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I feel like this and like Journey definitely fall in a, uh, I don't know, bucket of games that some people will like and other people may not, for sure. Mm-hmm. Brandon on Twitter says, great soundtrack, beautiful, and way more active than Journey while being just as meditative. Lots of emotional swings. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome to see that mm-hmm. there are some things in there that you like more than Journey. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then last one is Vaclav on Twitter. One of the best soundtracks ever. I can't disagree. Yeah. It's stunning. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Um, Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So that's what we've got on Abzu. So uh, we're going to transition into talking a bit more about cutscenes, a video game movie podcast that Katie is one of the hosts of. So I guess first and foremost, what is Cutscenes? If someone uh, doesn't know anything about it, uh, tell us about the podcast. Uh, yeah, Fast Pitch is basically each episode is based on a video game movie. They're directly based on it or, um, like I said, one that's about video games but not about a specific game. Usually it's a specific game, though. And then me and my two friends, we get together and we talk about it and then share our opinions. And yeah, we, and we've been friends for a long time. So, you know, we just kind of, we tease each other. We'll, we'll kind of rip through stuff. Like we'll rip Travis on how big of a Resident Evil movie fan he is, even though they're, they're not great. He would say otherwise. He would say they're masterpieces, but you know, to each their own. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the basic concept. Awesome. Perfect. And then I guess with that in mind, what have been some of your favorite movies that you've gotten to cover so far that you've put episodes out on? Uh, favorite, favorite pods. I'd have to say like Super Mario Brothers. Also, I really liked that movie because it was just so weird. <laughs> uh, but the Super Mario Brothers live action was, it was I, I liked the movie and it made for a really good pod. Mortal Kombat was a lot of fun. And then uh, Sonic was also a lot of fun. I really liked that, too. Probably the best movie would be Scott Pilgrim, though. 
I think that's probably the highest quality movie that we've done. But yeah, all those are great. And the pods were a lot of fun to do. Yeah, you do dive into interesting ter- territory since um, it seems more often than not, in my experience, video game movies are usually not as good, um, but some of them are. Uh, so I feel like you get to interact with some fun ones. I know uh, after you guys did Scott Pilgrim, I listened to your episode and I watched the movie and then I was like, just listen to a lot of metric after that um so that was <laughs> yes <laughs> i could i was just black sheep was like a part of my playlist regularly after that it's so a great fun. song it's so good um yeah you know what and even if they're not good though sometimes they have good qualities and they have good things that were like this was cool or this was really fun or even sometimes they're so weird that they're fun um but and then some of them are just bad <laughs> and, and don't have much redeeming happening but uh, yeah we make the best of it no matter what no yeah 100 percent. i agree i i thought that like hearing the super mario one I, I i feel like i watched that when i was in like high school or something and hearing you talk about it, i was like what the fuck is this movie like it's oh, so you should you should watch it again that 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 movie is something i i don't <laughs> regret watching that movie i feel like i've learned things like i feel like my life is fuller having watched super mario brothers <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right i have to watch it i'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it um yeah it was so fun just hearing about those and it, it's cool like um i don't know how how each of those are took or different vantage points people try to give to a video game movie and i guess as a good time for podcast going is there are lots of uh franchises that are trying to be adapted uh so oh my god hopefully... they're trying to keep, they're they're keeping us in business for forever oh my they're just they're pumping them out it's or there's rumors that they're pumping them out anyway. We'll see. But like some of them are like confirmed and scheduled and and there's been a couple late like in the pretty recent past that have come out. So, yeah, no. And shows, they're making a ton of shows too. We've uh branched into TV shows this se- this upcoming season. So we're doing um a season of a show, which we've already we've already spoiled it. It's uh it's The Witcher. That's a lot of fun. So yeah, they're making shows, they're making movies, like we got we got tons of stuff to do. Yeah, that that's awesome. I'm glad that there's more stuff coming out that you wouldn't have to just be like going through a bunch of movies from the eighties when they tried to do it yeah. thirty years ago or something. <laughs> or forty years ago. But um cool. I, I guess this actually fits well with uh what you mentioned. But are there any upcoming episodes that you're especially excited about? You mentioned the wish you guys were gonna do some Witcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Witcher, um, I'm really excited about because I love that kind of whole genre. And I feel like it's going to be better made than most of the things we've covered in the past. So I'm like, I'm really hopeful. Like, I'm excited for that. And then mm-hmm. um, what else? We're going to do uh, the second Resident Evil movie, which Travis is really excited about. <laughs> and I'm excited just to witness the like the debate with the Travis and Jacob debate. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Jacob's going to be shaking his head a lot. It's going to be fantastic. (laughs) And then, uh, I don't know. We've got a bunch coming up. We've got, we may, uh, dip our toe into doom, which surprise, surprise has the rock in it. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, it does. News to me too. I'm excited for that. So that's awesome. I'm really excited for season two. Love it. That's really cool. Um, yeah, it is kind of fun how it has um, panned out as of late, it seems, on cutscene season one at least, that Jacob's a bit more of a hater 
Travis is more of the lover, and then you are more of uh, the voice of reason, and you get to decide which games are which yeah. adaptations yeah, are fun or not. <laughs> it often works out that way. Sometimes we'll go off on a on a team. We'll we'll kind of um, sometimes we'll be the odd one out where we'll, I'll be super passionate about one, and then but Jacob is usually like. I'm going to critique this as a film. And it's like, it's not a film. Come on. Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's very fun. Uh, that's awesome. Cool. Um, I guess this would transition more into uh, not the podcast, but just about video games. You like, uh, what are some of your favorite games or uh, yeah. Some of, some of the ones that kind of hold, uh, I don't know, special to you. Oh God. There's just so many. I'm like, I was. I thought about this because you you sent me this question. I was like, you're like, hey, I'll probably ask you about this. I'm like, oh my god, what do I? There's so many. This <laughs> last year, um, Last of Us Part Two. I love that mm-hmm. game. I will mm-hmm. stand that game forever. I understand if someone doesn't like it. I don't really, but I, I, I okay. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. But I think it was just so good and like so well made like you cannot mm-hmm. th- I, you can't find a game that's like more uh as far as like aesthetics like how it looks the graphics the facial animation the story like that thing made me cry how many times oh yeah i thought the gameplay was better than the first one in every way mm-hmm. I, I i love that game but anyway uh I, other than that i'm with you i totally love that game and uh <sighs> just built so so much on it and like I don't know, all the feelings that you'd have from that. Like, I, I felt anxious more times in that game than I've ever played a game before. Like, I was, like, felt physically fatigued by the end of it. Yes. Oh, I was I was sad. I was tired. I was angry. I, but I, but I, nothing has ever made me feel that much as far as a video game. Same. And. Incredible. And, like, frustrated with, you know, I was frustrated with things. But I'm like, but no, that's what, that's what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not what you want to happen. Like, sometimes bad things happen. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll move on from my from my Last of Us Part Two uh, tirade. Like I don't know, I love Borderlands. I love playing Borderlands so much. It's just so satisfying. All the Metal Gear Solids. Uh, I love Control recently. Um, I got into Xbox uh, Xbox XCOM Two from uh, Jacob's podcast, The Left Behind Game Club has like a Discord, and there was a bunch of people in there saying like, "Oh my God, XCOM Two is so good." I'm like, all right, I'll play it. It's so good. Oh, it's filling that like strategy game void that's been in my life for a while. So I can't stop playing that. Um, and then games like, I don't know, Journey, like What Remains of Edith Finch. Like, I there's just so many good games. So I don't know. I want I want Diablo 4 to come out. If Diablo 4 could come out this year, it won't. But like, I want it. That's awesome. too many. Uh, yeah. And, oh, I know. I feel like the more games too, just like the longer you play games the more good games there are. And you're like, I like all of them. I mean, I don't actually, but there's so many that I like that. Yeah, I totally feel that. That's awesome. Cool. I guess kind of last thing is, uh, yeah, where can people find you on the internet? Where can people find the show? Yeah, all that stuff. So I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm Les Brack, uh, L-E-S-P-E-R-A-K. Yeah, I'm on there. Mostly, I I don't I don't tweet a lot, but I don't know when I feel something about a video game or like something's going on, I'll chat. Or if you want to just you know tweet at me, I'll chat with you about random stuff. And then cutscenes is um it's 
cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. It's on all major podcasting platforms, so you can pretty much find it anywhere. And then we also have a Twitter account, um, cutscenes underscore pod, which is relatively active. But yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll chat with people about video game movies or video game movie news and what's going on. So yeah, check those out. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Again, thank you so much for coming on. This was fun getting to talk about Abzu. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I guess if people want to get in contact with us, you can do that a few ways. Our Twitter is at story ever pod. Um, you can interact with me on there, talk about Abzu or anything else you want to. Our website is the greatest story ever played.com. Uh, there you can get our backlog of episodes, including one I did on journey with, uh, my friend Kevin, maybe two years ago. Um, so that's on there. Uh, if you'd like to rate and review us on, uh, Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast, that'd be super helpful. Uh, just showing, getting the show in front of more eyes that we can enjoy these video games together more. That'd be super cool. Um, also our Patreon is patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played. And for as little as a dollar per month, that'll give you access to a bonus topical episode uh, where we've talked about things like we've ranked the Life is Strange episodes or talked about our favorite Pokemon or whatever. So, um, yeah, check that out if you're interested. And, um, yeah, thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next time. Bye.